0: The doors turn up the radio, strap yourself in because it's time for the Matt White Show, the
1: guy who's the color commentator for Mississippi State football and SEC baseball. So, yeah, he brings a lot to the game, and he's right here,
2: right now. Hey, everybody, <laughs> play it, Bill. I love it. Back in the saddle. Again. Here we go, back, in, back the in the saddle. saddle
1: again. Sing along. Out where a friend is a friend.
2: Back in the saddle again. Glad to be with you here on the show on this Monday. Who's that again? That's, uh, is that Roy Rogers? Gene Autry. Oh, Gene Autry. Got him backward. My bad. Oops. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. I'm Matt. In the Bureau, the Farm Bureau Insurance Studio. Farm Bureau, go! With the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance across the great state of Mississippi. Mississippi. Your hometown heroes, that's your local Farm Bureau insurance agents. Glad to be in the studio with you and got the live stream back and going again. And the first to comment on the live stream, hey to you, Roshanna says, wow, we're back. (laughs) Yeah, and I'm glad to be back and it's been a little while, got everything set up. So uh, feel free if you're tuned in, however you're uh, watching, however you're listening, however you're tuning in, feel free to be a part of the show. You can be like Roshana and type a comment in right there, and I can see it, hear it. And so if you're on YouTube, you're on uh, Facebook, you know, those who tune in on Twitter, I don't actually think you can comment if you're watching on Twitter, but I do know that that is one way, um, you know, to be a part of the show. So uh, feel free to get on in that way. Glad to be with you. Now, I said Monday, didn't I? Bill, I don't know. Maybe I misspoke. Maybe I said Monday. Yeah, I'm not sure, but you might have. Because it, let's be honest, it feels a lot like Monday. Yes, it does. It ain't Monday. Yesterday was Monday. It was Memorial Day. So today's the first show of the week, and goodness, it feels like Monday, but it is a Tuesday. And there's some stuff to get to. Of course, you've got, you know, uh, the regionals have been set for baseball. Congrats to Southern Miss to the top. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Southern Miss, the number what is eleven national seed, so they're not a top eight, but they are uh, a top sixteen. So Southern Miss baseball gets to host a regional, and um, which is really cool. Got a really good field there, also some some interest in, in several different ways, and we'll uh, take a look at the, the the regional field and how it's all been set. So even though if you're a Bulldog fan and you're not in the tournament. It's still fun to follow, let's be honest, and if you get a chance, I, I hope I get a chance this weekend. I, I've got some stuff to, to do to help some family members move some stuff out of a house this weekend, but uh, maybe maybe there's a way to still get to Hattiesburg and watch some baseball. If nothing else, we can talk about it. And if you're an Ole Miss fan, you're pumping your fist today because you got in. I mean, it was hair of the chinny-chin-chin chin getting in for Ole Miss baseball. A lot of people thought that they weren't going to be in and weren't going to make it, but they did. I got to travel a little bit. Got to go down to Miami. But, hey, it might be a fun trip, and who knows? Rebs get hot. Things swing the bats. Speaking of hair on the chinny-chin-chin. Chin. Yeah, what about it? Yeah, I see you got a little hair in your chin. Oh, you watching chin, a live stream, Bill? Yeah, I'm watching the live stream. Well, let me just say. Yeah. How's the homecoming queen feel about that? Well, she doesn't really care that much about the hair. She kind of likes a little fuzz on my face. I don't know. Maybe it covers up the blemishes. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But I will say... My wife tells me mine covers up the ugly. Yeah. Well, that's it for me, too. Mary Liddy did tell me, I think it was yesterday, she said, you need to shave that. (laughs) Mary Liddy's like her mama. She does not hesitate to tell you what she's thinking, but it comes from a good place. Yeah, I don't know, I just got lazy. I had about a week off, Bill, because y'all had high school baseball on. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun, too. Yeah. High school baseball, you had the SEC baseball tournament uh, wrapping up last week. Tennessee dominated the whole thing from start to finish, didn't they? I mean, it was really never in question. It wasn't. Say it like it is. It was never in question. They dominated that thing just like they dominated the regular season. So uh, there, was, there was no surprise there. I think that's the way to say it. There was no surprise there whatsoever. Uh, hey, I did get a text here on the Country Pleasing text line. That is a way to be a part of the show. You can call me on the Divini phone, or you could text me. If you look, if you're watching the stream, you see the text number down here at the bottom, I'm scrolling across that way. Text 601-885-ESPN Texas show. Uh, DT texting and said, Come on, man, let's hear forward rebels. All right, the reps got it. There you go, DT. Yeah, there you go. Hats off to Coach Mike Bianco and Tim Elko and the crew for getting into the NCAA tournament. There you go. We got a little to the top earlier, so they wanted some uh, some forward Rebels. DT, you're a big Rebels fan. How's it? Is it growing on you? Is the forward Rebels song and everything, is it, is it growing on you? <laughs> uh, Nick texts the show. He says, boy, NC State got hosed again, didn't they? Hey, listen. Say it like it is. Two years in a row. If you are NC State baseball, how are you feeling about things? Two years in a row if you're NC State baseball. Last year, of course, look, NC State last year, they go to Fayetteville, Arkansas win a Super Regional, and Arkansas looked dominant. Prior to watching Tennessee this year, you almost felt like last year's Arkansas team was maybe the most dominant you'd seen in a while. Of course, and that's, again, until you see Tony Vitello's team this year at Tennessee, but still... No, I mean, there was no chance that Arkansas was not going to wind up in Omaha last year, right? And they did. Not wind up in Omaha because NC State went into Fayetteville and beat them. And you're like, "How did the NC State Who's NC State?" Well, then NC State showed up in Omaha, and frankly, in the early part of the College World Series last year, NC State looked like the best team there. Certainly when that big left-handed relief pitcher was available. They looked like the best team there last year. And then the COVID thing got them and sent them home, right? Remember, I mean, it's like, we'll never see anything like that again, hopefully. But just, it just, yeah, okay, Nick, it did feel like they sort of got hosed last year. And it set up Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Of course, it really worked out in State's favor. They beat Vandy. And then this year, NC State, everybody felt like NC State had the resume. The only problem, Nick, with saying that any team got hosed is that 64 teams get in. You know? 64 teams get in. You had chances to get in and just didn't get in there. All right, Nick, thanks for the text. Next Gen Reb says, Tennessee now, listen, here's a stat man for you. Stat man's got a stat. Tennessee did not trail one single time in Hoover, Alabama. Good old Rocky Top was we on top. I was on old Rocky Top down in the
3: Tennessee I'm so
2: sick of that orange Look, I like Tennessee I love the state of Tennessee I just think it's cool The mountains, Smoky Mountains Dolly Parton for Pete's sake Dolly Parton is from Tennessee But man, did you have to choose orange Tennessee Forefathers Anything but that orange It's horrible Look That orange, man, will make you sick. You see enough of it? It will make you sick. So, I like everything about Tennessee except that orange. And their baseball team is dominant. They wore a different logo on their hat. Did you notice that, Next Gen? Yeah, they wore a different logo on their hat. I'd never seen that one before. I kind of like that big T. Just stick with that. White Denzel with a shout-out. Look at here. He says, how about those fighting Chris Brookses from Northwest Rankin? Congrats to Connor and that whole team. Well done. Yeah, that's it. And congrats to all the state champions uh, from Pearl last week. I hope you all enjoyed last week's coverage on the radio. Um, it was uh, it's a really cool thing. Okay. And let me just tell you. I'm going to brag a little bit on uh, the flagship station for this radio show, the one you're listening to if you're listening live in the middle of the day right now. Uh, Jackson Central, Mississippi WRKS, ESPN 105.9 The Zone. You got people there, a lot of people. You hate to even point one out, but guys like Jake Wimberley and others who understand the importance of local sports and what a big deal it is and what it, a big deal it needs to be and to support it and be involved in it and broadcast it. And for all of that to be on this radio station last week was a really cool thing. My hat's off to everybody who was involved in it. I was happy not just to get a an hour or two off here or there. I'm saying I was happy to step back and let that be on the air for a week because it's really important stuff for kids. It's a once-in-a-lifetime for kids competing for a state championship. So, so yeah, also hats off to The Zone for carrying it last week. And to Bill. Bill, you worked all of them, didn't you? Yes, sir. Every pitch. Every pitch. Every pitch. At the park, and weather cooperated for the most part, didn't it? Yeah, except for that one day we had to come back and do your show. Mm-hmm. Which was so it was, was pretty all re, all the rest of the week. It was yeah, I guess that day. was the second. That was Wednesday. So yeah, so it, was it's, so it started to. last Tuesday a week a week ago today is when it started in Pearl. Wednesday they had weather problems, but then the rest of the way smooth sailing. Uh, unnamed texture said. What's going to happen in Miami with the weather looking terrible uh, for a week straight? Somebody else was pointing that out, too, by the way. If you're looking at Ole Miss in this Coral Gables regional down there, next Gen Rev says tropical storm headed straight for Miami this weekend, so the regional may get moved. And it says no word yet as to if or where. Well, and here's the thing about it. Like, what's the, what's the huge advantage for Miami playing at home? I mean, it's cool to be at home sleeping in your own bed. But it ain't like they have a massive fan base that gives them some home field advantage. It doesn't, really. You know. Sure enough, is it? Do you think that it's a possibility? I know it's Miami, but look, we're out of school. Is it possible that Ole Miss has as many fans show up to root for them down there as Miami will have rooting for them at home? I mean, that's very possible, right? Where would they move it though? Like, how far away? How far north? <laughs> would you have to move that thing? I don't know. Well, we'll see if we can get a handle on that at some point, pass it along to you. Now, somebody says that Kentucky got the shaft also, as far as not getting in the tournament. They had a nice run in in Hoover. But again, look, let's let's call it what it is, y'all. when you're, when you are in the Southeastern Conference, okay, so that, So you have the benefit of an SEC regular season schedule. Number one, just playing in the SEC gives you a conference schedule that's going to be super strong if you win enough during the regular season. If you're not terrible during the regular season. RPI, your RPI is going to be benefited just because every weekend you're playing three games against the SEC teams, and the RPI loves all of that. Right? So the way you foul that up, you've had your chances, is is what I'm saying, even for Kentucky, is the way you foul that up is, one, you don't win enough conference games. Two, you lose at home. Three, your non-conference is either you scheduled really light and poorly, which hurts you, or you didn't win them. So it's almost like if, if an SEC team finds themselves in a position where they they need to make some run at the conference tournament in Hoover just to get in or get on the bubble, Alabama, Kentucky, even Ole Miss to a degree, and they wound up getting in. The thing you can say about Ole Miss is for a portion of the year, they took care of business in the SEC regular season. They're not going to – I'm okay with the committee not valuing that finish at the conference tournament or lack of that, valuing that over – Weighting it heavier than what you did in the first week of the regular season, so you can always. I mean, before, let's be. I'm not. I'm not at all preaching to you. The guys, y'all are texting me about it. White Denzel, others. I'm not at all preaching to you about it. Okay, I'm just saying. Let's step back a minute before we go. It's easy for us to go. Well, NC State resume. they should have been in. You know, Kentucky should. Alabama should have been. White Denzel says, Rutgers got hosed. Somebody else said, Wofford. You know, Wofford had a top 35 RPI. They won their conference. All this kind of stuff. Still, we're talking about a tournament where 64 teams are getting in there. We're talking about a sport where you could look at the last five to ten years of evidence, especially if you're in a bigger conference, and realize... You got to set yourself up from an RPI standpoint. I mean, I know you want to play some games against teams that you know are going to have a 200 RPI. You know what I'm saying? Arkansas Pine Bluff. Okay, you want to schedule them. I know maybe you know their coach. Maybe we. You got to stop scheduling those games. Stop it. It's only going to hurt you. You can win them by 40 runs, and it's only going to hurt you. And I mean, at, at the end of it, we're not talking about football here. We're not talking about the old BCS where two teams got picked hand-picked and got to go play for a national championship. We're not talking about 2000 and what is it for Auburn football they got hosed. We're, we're not even talking about you know a four team playoff where team number five should have been in instead of four you know because four didn't have to play a conference championship game you know that's getting hosed. When your team number 67 and 64 got in, I'm sorry, that's just not – to me, that's not getting hosed. Nah, it's just me. Unnamed Texas said, Committee took Florida's run in the tournament to let them host. Well, okay, but again, we're talking about two totally different conversations, I think. Now, it's a good point, okay? Can someone elevate in the conference tournament? Sure. Because, let's say, there might be, if we handpick, there might be four examples of teams out here who the right opponent in its neutral site, and it takes their RPI from, let's say, 18 up to 13. Well, if the resume matches a 13 RPI, that's totally different. I think it's a different kind of conversation than we're down here all the way at the bottom of this tournament, putting teams in or not. To me, that's two different conversations. But to your point, yeah, I mean, it, it's like it. It's not like it doesn't matter at all. It's just what we're saying is, it's going to that conference thing ought to be that conference tournament thing ought to be the cherry on top of something, if a team needs it. As opposed to it weighing heavily, more so than the regular season. Does that make any sense at all? I mean, we're talking about Kentucky not getting in, and all they did was win a few games at the conference tournament. That's all I'm saying. And and I'm not being specific, and I'm not looking at the specifics, which we could definitely do if we wanted to, and really dive down that rabbit hole This win and that win, and here's the RPI and then the other. It's just for me, it's hard to get motivated to really dive down and nitpick on it when we're talking about team number 65 and 67 and 69 when 64 teams are in the thing. It is easier, okay, to your credit. It is easier to really dive in there and start nitpicking when we go, okay, well, Florida did this in their conference tournament. Going into Hoover, they weren't hosting. They came out of it. Well, they played themselves all the way to championship. It's not like they went there and won, won one game and went home, won two games and went home. No, they played all the way through, and they were close to begin with. So, Does that make any sense at all? All right, y'all feel free to call me on the Divinity phone, 995 1059. It's a 601 number. Glad we got the live stream back, 995 1059. You can text me on the country please and text line. It's 885 ESPN. That's a 601 number, 885 ESPN, or 885 3776. Tennessee Vols, the number one seed. Man alive, they have dominated everything to this point. Very seldom. Does the number one seed dominate the postseason the way they did the regular season? Very seldom does the number one seed dominate Omaha the way they dominated the regular season. It doesn't happen much. So Tennessee is the one. Stanford is the two. Oregon State. Beavers are the three. Virginia Tech, four. Texas A&M. Number five seed, Texas A&M hosting. National City. Huge deal. Do they feel good about hiring Jim Slosnagel or what? And then Miami, 6. That's where Ole Miss is going. Oklahoma State, 7. East Carolina, 8. Cliff Godwin has done an incredible job at East Carolina. Nobody even talking about them this year. We forget that they were in a Super Regional last year in Nashville. Took it to three games, didn't they? Anyway, now they're hosting here as a top eight. Cliff Godwin, man, incredible what he's doing in his alma mater, former Ole Miss assistant. 9, Texas, 10, North Carolina, 11, Southern Miss to the top. Um, Of all the host sites, by the way, Southern Miss has the fourth most wins of all the host sites. Uh, Tennessee had 53 wins, Oregon State 44, uh, Maryland 45, Southern Miss had 43. Louisville is the 12, Florida is the 13, Auburn the 14, tip of the cap, way to go Butch Thompson, Maryland the 15, and Georgia Southern 16, and as you probably have already seen, it is going to be a fun, fun regional in Hattiesburg. You got Southern Miss the host, the one in there as a two, your LSU Tigers, the three is Kennesaw State. Who one of their star hitters this year is Josh Hatcher. Who transferred there from Mississippi State. Josh had some big at-bats over the years for Mississippi State. Including some in their championship run last year. He's a big part of what Kennesaw State's been able to do this year. And then Army. Yeah, Army. Number four seed in Hattiesburg. What a great regional they're going to host. We'll go on to some of the others and look at what Ole Miss is up against. We'll see about the weather. And your comments on the live stream coming up. So everybody that's tuning in on Facebook, Roshana, Will, and Debbie, and Ginger, and Sharon. Folks on YouTube like Chipper and Jimmy. I'll get to some of your comments on the live stream. We'll check those out when we come back. And we'll hit the phone as well. I'm Matt. In the Bureau. Stick around.
1: And now the guy who's not bald. He's just taller than his hair is. Nice hair! It's the Matt Wyatt Show.
2: All right, back with you. Let's roll. Uh, who we got? Let's hit the phone, the Davini Equipment phone line, 995-1059. Rooster, hanging on line one, held through the break. What's up, Rooster?
1: Hey, welcome back. Thank you. I have a question and a comment, which you want first.
2: <laughs> hit me with your comment.
1: Well, I guess kind of a correction. They're not 64 teams chosen. Only 33. 31 automatics.
2: Well, okay, you're right. You're, you, Well, you're right, but we're semantics here because 64 teams get in. And even the ones who weren't quote-unquote chosen still had to get in by something they did. They all have to earn a way in one way or the other. And you got sure. 64 chances to do that, is what I'm saying. And so, sure, there are some teams out there that earned a spot. Maybe they went and won their conference tournament. You know, like what? Am I right, Rooster? The, the SWAC will send one team to the NCAA tournament. It's whoever wins their conference tournament. Okay, so that may be – maybe there was a SWAC team who would have earned it, didn't get it, you know, so some stuff gets switched. But the overall point, don't you think the overall point still stands, though? I mean, you know, 64 teams getting in. I, I can't get all well, that it, upset you know, about it, who was 66. When
1: you say 64, it makes it sound like it's easy. It's not easy to get in that thing. you got to be one of 33. It's hard. Okay. Like, okay. The, the Wolfparks, they got screwed big I, time. Well,
2: just for the record, though, I will say that I never said the words, I, word. I, I never said the words, it's easy. You said I made it sound like it's easy, and that's maybe that's no, fair. Not
1: you, you're 64. It sounds like, what, 64 teams, but there are 31 automatics, which means you've got 33 choices out of all the teams in the country. And again, you never know, like Kennesaw State, my question is that pretty good baseball team? Mm-hmm. Why did Josh Hatcher transfer?
2: Yeah, well, i don't I think he had such a horrible, horrible year at the plate last year for state uh, against s e c pitching that it everybody, he and state both felt it's best if he plays somewhere else, it's best for us if somebody else plays. And then, to his credit, he went and has completely turned it around, having a great year. But uh, last year, he, it, you you will have a hard time finding someone that, from one year to the next, makes that big of a dip. That's how bad Josh struggled at the plate last year. It
1: just seems kind of strange to transfer off a national championship team.
2: Well, several it's people did it. Me. Yeah, well. yeah,
1: I know. But anyway, glad you're back and. the uh, – Ole Miss will beat Miami. They'll
2: they'll win that. Hey, did you see who Ole Miss is playing first? Arizona. Yeah. The team they went to the super against last year.
1: Yeah, Arizona's got their number, no question, but not this year.
2: Okay. Elko. Got Elko yeah, wins, look, I'm an Elko fan, just like you, Rooster. I mean if they're you know, and I, I, I pull for Mike Bianco too. But you know, if I'm picking out a player wanting to see him succeed, I'm really happy for Tim Elko.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. But anyway, I, I'm hoping they'll win it. And uh, of course, Miami was it? Were they number six, seven in the nation? They're pretty good.
2: Yeah, they're a top eight. Yeah, yeah. It's they're good, and they always have players, you know. But look, stranger oh, things—stranger
1: things,
2: stranger things are happening.
1: Nobody's going to beat the Big Orange.
2: I guarantee you. Boy, I'm telling nobody you. The hey, they look <laughs> as dominant as any college baseball team that we've seen. Period.
1: Oh, they well, that money can buy. They bought the best players, no question. <laughs> no question you about that. You sound like
2: Nick Saban now.
1: Well, no, it's okay. If you could, I mean, they did it. Everybody knew what they were doing. Yeah, they did it. They got away with it, <laughs> and uh, so now they're reaping what they benefited from. So, but it'll be a great series for sure with uh, nine teams from the Southeastern Conference represented.
2: Yep, good stuff. Appreciate you, Rooster. Good, good to you. hear you from you, man. Call yeah. me anytime. Thank you. Sharon on Facebook said, Matt is back. Back, back, back. Here I am. What's up, Jimmy? Jimmy's on YouTube. He commented, he said, nothing is more annoying than the argument over who is number 64. <laughs> How will you, Jimmy? Look at Debbie on Facebook, says, as an old Miss rebel, I'm just thankful for the opportunity. Hey, look, Debbie, that's all we're looking for. Any of us. Me. You, this team, that team, my team, your business, their bit. We're just, what we're looking for is an opportunity. Then, then what do we do with the opportunity? But that's what we we just want an opportunity. Chipper commented on YouTube. He said, How did Texas host over TCU in Oklahoma? Texas was fourth or fifth in the Big 12, got beat by Oklahoma in the championship. TCU was a regular season champ. Yeah. And congrats, TCU. You get to go to College Station, Texas, and face your former coach, Jim Schlossnagle. Yeah, we, t- we flipped over there, and we uh, turned on Chipper the uh, Big 12 championship for just a pitch or two. It was Oklahoma versus Texas. And the first thing out of the homecoming queen's mouth, hey, this is the SEC right here. <laughs> Um, SEC, yeah, Texas and Oklahoma. Welcome to the SEC. You know good and well that was in the heads of some of those Big 12 people when they looked up and realized Texas and Oklahoma are playing each other for the championship in baseball. I'm like, really? These two, after what they've done? I mean, come on. And uh, Will pointing out that also Brandon Pimentel left state off last year's team. And he's batting three sixty seven somewhere with twelve home runs. I don't know where, but somewhere. All right, let's flip it back over to the phone line. Divinity Equipment phone, Divinity Equipment, Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. First up, Next Gen Reb on line two. Thanks for calling. What's up?
0: Hey Matt, how you doing today?
2: Just right. Hey, uh, uh, I
0: tweeted at you earlier. Um, at, you know, I, I write for CWS 247 And we have decided this year With another uh, Twitter group That we are going to have a College baseball bracket challenge Just like you would for March Madness Yeah um, We're finishing up the details today But it's a $5 entry for anybody who's interested They can uh, message us at At 247CWS And uh, half of the proceeds Are going to go to a winner or winners, depending on how many participants we have. And then the other half is going to an organization called Blessed Feet. They're, uh, you can find them at blessedfeet.org. Um, they they donate cleats and other baseball gear to children in need. And so we're trying to kind of you know, do something fun, but also do something good for somebody else when we can.
2: That is a great idea, blessedfeet.org. I didn't know about that. I'm going to look it up. But if um, So if you're listening and you would like to be a part of this bracket challenge, it does go to a good cause. It is only $5. Next Gen Reb tweeted at me a little bit earlier, and y'all can see it on my Twitter feed, or just look at uh, at 247CWS, as in College World Series, at 247CWS, and you'll see that right there if you want to be a part of it. Cool deal. Yay. Uh, Tip of the cap for doing that, too, Next Gen. That is really cool.
0: Well, I'm just a small part. I'm doing kind of the behind-the-scenes stuff on the spreadsheet that's going to run everything and uh, some other really great minds come up with the donations and the organization we're donating to. So it's a it's a group effort, and everybody who participates is, is part of it. So we thank everybody who signs up.
2: Really cool. Good stuff, man. Well, uh, let me know how it goes. And, hey, if you get any details on where, what they may do with that Miami regional, keep me posted, all right? Sure will. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thanks, you. That's at two four seven CWS. All right. Uh Lynn on line three. Thanks for calling, Lynn what's up?
3: How about it, man? Hey, I just give a shout out to Base general Reb. I've been wondering when someone was gonna do a baseball bracket. I think that's a great idea. Uh I always wondered why. But the reason I called you and this is just a little bit of news that y'all may all already know, but I I, I listen to a lot of Matt's podcasts and uh our good friend or well not our good friend not good friend but the, the Jake Mangle man, he is uh he's been called up to AAA, and he's been mentioned by a couple of podcast guys at the of the Mets saying he's he's on the short track to being called up if the player goes in. So he might get an opportunity sooner or later and I just thought that was good that he's doing well enough that his name's being brought up. He'll get his shot maybe. Yeah. I just gonna kinda of pass that long, to all the but they didn't already know. They may know.
2: No more about it than I do. Yeah. Uh, well, I appreciate you bringing it up. And it's really, I guess, since the last I was on the air here on the show, Lynn, it's my first chance to mention it. Um, yeah. He's been called up since then. And, yeah, you know, and and I haven't followed the, the stats for Jake, you know, at bat by at bat. But it I did catch a, a whiff of something that he's he's really hitting the ball in AAA, too. So, hopefully, it's one where he gets a chance. That's
3: what that podcast guy said is he's just – he's breaking. He was hitting 360 or something like that at double A, and I mean, I, I don't know what nobody says. Putting the ball in play works. Bad. It just does. And they saying he's got a little more pop now.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Honestly, I ain't seen him. I, I don't keep up with the minor league stuff that much.
2: Okay, I got so it right, right here. here. I'm going to give you – like Yeah, I'm going to give you the stats right here. Um since he got called up to AAA last week, he has played in six games, AAA Syracuse. All right. Uh, he, he, so let me see here. Yeah, so he's played in six games, and in those six games, he's batting 360 with an OPS of 887 so far in six games in AAA. 12 total bases in 25 at-bats three doubles nine hits he's only he struck out four times he's stolen a couple of bases too so he's got two stolen bases in six games he's got um, three doubles nine hits 12 total bases and just 25 at bats to start his AAA run so you know maybe he keeps that up if he does those kind of numbers if he keeps it up they'll, they'll give him a shot at some point hopefully sooner than later thanks Lynn appreciate the heads up on that more of your comments, opinions, and otherwise. And some of the stupidity emanating from SEC spring meetings at the beach, I'll tell you next.
1: For the Mississippi State Radio Analyst. And who's on your radio? Right now! No. You've got the Matt Wyatt Show. All
2: right, so I just created a countdown clock, Bill. <laughs> All right. You were asking me about it. And I think I just got it punched in here. Okay, so full disclosure, this is like you're getting to listen in on how production stuff happens on a a really professional sports radio show oh like this one.
1: On big-time radio. <laughs> yes, We're producing right here on the air,
2: baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we do 100 teams in 100 days, and have been doing that 100 teams in 100 days countdown to college football every year, for years. A 100 days out from the start of the college season, and 100 days every day, we do a different team and preview them when you and I then, like radio guy, radio listener and participator participant I know, I know I know We learn together. A little about this team and a little about that team. Even an obscure teams, And so the season rolls around. You're watching some random game. You know something about them. Maybe you didn't know before. It's fun. We hear fight songs and learn all these things. Well, last week at the SEC Baseball Tournament, in that last full week of May, was when the 100 days happened. Well, I wasn't on the air because you had high school baseball coverage going on. So now... We're going to do a ninety teams in ninety days countdown, which is going to require me to go in and kind of finagle with the opening to that segment. So instead of one hundred teams in one hundred days, it's going to say ninety teams in ninety days. So in other words, you're going to be sending me a brand new open, a a new one, yay! And it'll be nine. So. We'll go 90 days from the start of the college football season. We will use September the 3rd as our start date because that's when Southern Miss, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State all start their season. Now, there will be games before that. I think actually Vanderbilt plays a game in August maybe. But I know. So it's not the start of the college football season, but we will count it down to the start of our college football season. College football start according to math. According to us. It's my show, Gummit. <laughs> I could do it if I want to. <laughs> so that's what we're going to do. I'm pouring some coffee into my mug from High Point Roasters in New Albany, Mississippi. Ooh, I smell it. <laughs> All right, so um, the point is... You. Did I tell you about the, the great sausage dogs they supplied, with, supplied to us out there at the ballpark? Oh, Park? yes, you did. Oh, my goodness. So they were good, huh? Oh, yes. I knew yes, they, they had would the be. slaw there and buns, and you can make your own
1: sausage dog. Yeah, so, I knew they would be good. Pleasing. So, anyway. Almost <laughs> as good <laughs> as
2: this coffee from High Point. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. really good. If they okay. had
1: some of that, it have been perfect.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, so we are, according to the countdown clock, we are 94 days away from the start of college football on September the 3rd. Okay, 94 days away to September the 3rd. And I'm counting it down to noon, so of that day when those games would kick off, and so we're actually inside of it. You could say 95, but we're doing 94. So that means uh, Tuesday, 94. Wednesday, 93. Thursday, 92. Friday, 91. Okay, which means... On uh, What What should we do, Bill? Should on Friday we do a team for Saturday and then come yeah. back Monday and do two? Yeah, I, I, that's probably a good idea. that way. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. So Friday will be the first day of our college football countdown. We'll do 90 teams in 90 days and we'll do team number 90 on Friday. And then we'll do 89 and 88 on Monday and be caught up. And here we man, go. Man, we're good. See, aren't we smart? I tell you, man. Lord, it's hard to be humble. When you're perfect, and every way I'm going to keep this tab up though, I'm going to tell you how perfect I am, Bill, so you can remember it. I'm on, I'm going to bookmark this tab (laughs) so that I can remember how many days it is. (laughs) I don't have to count it every time. All right. Uh, you ran out of fingers and toes, didn't you? And then pretty much, yeah. I don't have 90 of them. All right. Um, real quick, Lynn texts the show and he says. Lost service on his phone call. Thanks for the stats. That dog will hunt. And you're right about that. Those that are Jake Mangum stats. Okay. So again, Jake Mangum, he's called up to triple A. He's, you know, we're hoping to get to see him in a major league soon. We'll see how that goes. Here's where it is for Jake this season, double A. In double A, before getting called up, Jake played 31 games in double A. Okay. Batted 283. In those 31 games in double-A. And 34 hits. Four doubles, four triples, and a home run. And 120 at-bats in double-A, batted 283. He gets called up. Now he's six games in triple-A, and he can't miss one. He's batting 360 in the first six games. Nine hits and 25 at-bats. Three doubles. Twelve total bases and twenty-five trips to the plate. That's just in six games. Batting three sixty, he's um, got two stolen bases in those first six games in AAA, and he's got an OPS of eight eighty-seven. Now, again, it's the first six games, but man, if he hangs in there like this, at some point, hey, call him up, give him a swing or two. He's hot right now. Right, right. You may notice that the live stream is back for the show. I uh, got it back. Everything's set back up. Ready to be seen again, I guess. So you think Jake's getting ready to take a bite out of the Big Apple? Well, oh, right? I hope so. That's an attaboy bill. Me too. I think he's on his way. Attaboy. You just wanted to say that he's going to take a bite out of the Big Apple. Yeah, I just yeah. Had,
1: to, had to say that. I've been chomping up <laughs> a bit to bite that.
2: Uh, country Pleasing text line Jason in Flagstaff says, Yep, we're all just participators in this game of life. I I know I did it on purpose. I corrected it. I said participants. <laughs> he goes, Matt Wyatt sounding just a bit like George W. Bush right there. Participators. <laughs> or uh or Jake Wimberly. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like something Jake would say for sure. All right, Sven, good to see you. Uh he's back with us on the YouTube live stream. He says, um, he he's talking with Todd about um, you know, uh, Baseball and they get in their own conversations. But earlier, Sven said, uh, it, it, how's, how's life treating you, Mr. Wyatt? Hope everything's okay. Well, I am really glad to be back. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to be back on the stream and glad that you're able to tune in uh, as well. Now, John, you had a question about states fielding in terms of how they compare to the rest of the SEC. They were pretty good in that category. Uh, they fielded it pretty well. You're talking about fielding percentage, which is just the number of opportunities you get versus the errors you commit. They didn't commit that many. So fielding did okay. Uh, it's an important thing. but certainly not a huge thing. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, look, here's what I was going to pass along to you. First of all, heads up, you've got, uh, if everything goes according to plan, we'll get a chance to talk with Scott Barry, the head baseball coach at Southern Miss. Uh, coming up they're the number 11 national seed they are going to um, host a regional this coming weekend got lSU coming to town with Kennesaw state and army and uh let's see if they're the 11 who would they be up against there are they are they opposite the Miami no who are they who are they matched up with y'all y'all probably know off the top of your head already don't you yeah, all right. So, Southern 8 and 9, these are the regional matchups. East Carolina and Texas, North Carolina and Oakland. Yes. Okay, Southern Miss is matched up with 8 and 9, 7 and 10, 6 and 11. They are matched up with the Miami, Florida, Coral Gables regional. So, Yeah. So, here's what could happen. If Southern Miss and Ole Miss both advance to a super regional, Southern Miss will host Ole Miss in Hattiesburg in a best of three, winner goes to Omaha. (laughs) Isn't that huge? Or could be. Could be huge. Now, Southern Miss got to deal with Kennesaw State and Army, and particularly LSU, the two seed. Ole Miss is going to have to somehow overcome a – a weather-affected hurricane, tropical storm-affected you know, affected regional, and the Miami Hurricanes and others there, Canisius and one more, who's the other? Arizona. But if, 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 if Ole Miss can win a regional away from Oxford and Southern Miss can win one in Hattiesburg, we'd have a USM versus Rebels Super, which could be super fun. Ooh, what a big one. What a big one. Yeah, I just realized that. Okay, uh you have the SEC spring meetings going on right now. If you don't know what that is, you've got S Southeastern Conference personnel, including the commissioner and coaches and ADs all having meetings. They're making policy. They're sitting in the same room. They are answering questions. They're going over protocol. Uh Standards and procedures. They are talking about the new scheduling model they want in football. All the football coaches are sitting around a table and getting to way in. So there's much ballyhoo drama about Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban being in the same room. And uh, all this. And you're probably seeing it pop up all, all over Twitter and whatnot. There's lots of stuff about, oh my goodness. Oh, Jimbo Fisher's in the same room with Nick Saban. Oh, goodness. The drama. the Oh, my. Let me just tell you something. The very idea that any of those people are uncomfortable around each other at all is silly. Trust me on this. It ain't uncomfortable. Folks, they are the one percenters of the one percenters. You're like, well, what does that have to do with anything? man? Well, it means their outlook on life is a little different than yours and mine in some ways. Now, I'm not saying good or bad. I'm saying it's different, and it is. It's a little different. And the last thing that they, people like that, coaches like Saban, coaches like Jimbo Fisher, even administrators like a Greg Sankey, the last thing they are concerned with is are you uncomfortable are you a little anxious right now i mean none of that stuff matters a hill of beans to those guys down there and any comments that come out about it are merely fye man they are for your entertainment and that's it so i would just say to you don't devote a lot of your precious valued attention on drama coming out of SEC meeting stuff. I'm going to look at what they say about the schedule. Any of the drama stuff they spew at me, in one ear, out the other, don't care. Hour two coming up.